Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour two coming at you on a Monday edition of the Lombardi line presented as always by BetMGM, the birthday man of the hour, Michael Lombardi, holding it down on the East Coast. I'm Stormy Bonantoni here in Vegas. Michael, my birthday wish for you is that you have a day filled with the same amount of joy as there was here in Las Vegas during that Stanley Cup parade this past weekend. It Did was you, nuts. You didn't go to the parade though, Stormy. Like, I can't believe you didn't go to the, you left, you skipped town on the parade. You were a no-show. How was I supposed to know that the first Stanley Cup in franchise history would arrive the same weekend I had to go see my friend's baby be born? Like, I'd have, yeah. uh, I had a lot gotta going on. Gotta see the baby. You gotta see the baby. <laughs> I you did. gotta see the baby, right? I did. I mean, and, look. And I gotta see all the videos you know, of the parade, at least. Well, that's good. But I'm sure you had your own celebrations. Look, those, those things are, look, it, it, it's, I don't know if, as much as I love sports teams, you know, you go to those, they're a little bit uh, overwhelming, if you will. So you probably did the smart thing. It looked like complete and utter mayhem. And it was so funny, too, seeing yes. a lot of my, like, friends and old coworkers that were allowed to, like, enjoy in the celebration while also working. Like, my buddy who does social media for the team, he's taken videos of the parade and then also having champagne poured on him from the truck, from, the, like, the the um, truck float thing down to him on the ground. It's just something that I've never seen before. So funny. And if anybody listening hasn't heard the William Carlson speech, go search Twitter, search YouTube, whatever it is. You it have rivals to hear it. Brady's drunken stupor, <laughs> exactly. right? It rivals Brady's behavior, right? It was oh tremendous. But uh, we have a tremendous hour ahead here as we close things out on the Lombardi line as well today. Um, we'll get into some notable NFL offseason headlines in about 15 minutes with Albert Breer, lead NFL reporter for Sports Illustrated and the MMQB. Follow that up with our guy Mike Pritchard in about a half an hour, our recent NFL analyst, former NFL wide receiver, gets some player perspective as well. But where we're going to start this hour, Michael, is step into my office. Let's run the open, Elliot. 
appointments are lined up. You waiting for somebody in there? Got an appointment. And it's not about what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. It's not personal. It's strictly business. It's time you and me had a private talk when you're stepping to my office. It's Step Into My Office with Michael Lombardi. Mr. Lombardi, we'll see you now. Yes, this is how we recap the big news in sports through the lens of a former NFL GM, Michael Lombardi, some athletes and coaches in need of advice, and Michael is here to help and because you have already mentioned it a couple of times on this show, the first person that has an appointment with you today is Ricky Fowler coming off of that U.S. Open appearance where he has the co-lead going into the final round, but ultimately shoots a five over on Sunday at three bogeys through seven holes, seven on the day, finishes five strokes off the lead. So what does Ricky Fowler need to hear after blowing his best shot at winning his first major in forever? You know, I think what Ricky Fowler has to do is acknowledge that there is the existence of a problem deeper than just the swing. You know, he went with Butch Harmon. He's changed his swing. He's working at his game. And I think he's got to turn this negative into a positive. And I think he's got to talk about it. And I think he's got to express it to himself. Like, look, I haven't won in four years. Acknowledge it. I need to get better on Sunday. Acknowledge it. I need to do the things that will make me better on Sunday. Acknowledge it. And I think that ultimately is where you need to go. You have to identify with your past to create a future. And I think Ricky needs to do that. And I think ultimately, whether he works with a sports psychologist or whether he does meditation, whatever it is, you know, he's got to ramp up his desire to be the best, right? He's got to ramp that up to a level never seen before. Because if he doesn't, he's going to be back in the Sunday position and those demons are going to creep back into him. And you could see it early Sunday, you know, the first drive. You know, I looked at my son Matthew and said, this isn't going to be good. You just knew it, you know. And there's only person who can control this is Ricky Fowler. So to me, I think he's got to stop being happy for everybody and start being mad at himself. I think that would be the biggest advice you could give him. He has been close a number of time in, in major championships. The ninth career top five finish in a major, second most of any player in the last 80 years without a win. That is not a club that you want to be a part of. And that opening round 62 broke U.S. Open records. It was actually the lowest score in any round in any men's major championship historically and just can't get it home come Sunday. How about in the NFL? Let's go to our guy D-Hop. DeAndre Hopkins visited both the Titans and New England Patriots last week. No deal was struck as he walked out of the building. He's reportedly, though, in no rush to sign anywhere right now, taking his time in free agency. But he's looking for a deal similar to our guy Odell Beckham Jr., who the NFL world collectively said, what in the heck did the Baltimore Ravens do paying this guy $15 million, $18 million when you include the incentives there? So if DeAndre Hopkins, Michael, steps into your office today, what are you telling him about his value as a free agent at this point in the offseason and how, she'd, how, she, how he should approach this next month? You know, understanding value is the hardest thing we have to do in, in all walks of life, whether you're a superstar wide receiver or whether you work at some tech company. It's the, what value to bring, and the market determines it. And I think for Hopkins, unfortunately, because of you, you know your situation, there are not a lot of teams that have the ability to spend. So I think the more time you wait, the better off it's going to be for you to get closer to the contract that you feel most comfortable with. However, that being said, you also put out a statement of what the criteria is for you to go join another team. So is it about money or is it about the criteria or is it about both? And it can be about both. I mean, look, this is your opportunity. You're 31 years old. You're going to, this might be your last bite at the apple and you got to max, you got to maximize that. I fully understand that. So 
you know, to me, I think waiting is probably the right thing to do because if you were going to get that huge contract, it would have happened instantly, and it hasn't. So wait, see if there's teams that maybe go to camp in the first week of camp and they see their receivers when once we get pads on don't look the same as when we didn't have pads on. You know, there's a lot of Buzz Lightyear players out there now that look great, but when the pads come on, they might not look the same. So I think it's a smart play. Be patient. But you also have to understand that the value will only be determined by what people are willing to play. You can't create your own value. You have to wait for the mercy of others. That's unfortunately where we are in this league. And if you're going to sit there and say, I'm not signing until I get $15 million, you may be deciding you're not going to play football. Yeah, we'll see um, if that number in terms of what teams are willing to give ultimately does get driven up a little bit based on what they have in camp. But uh, as of now, DeAndre Hopkins still available on the free agent market. How about in the NBA? Frank Vogel was hired as the new head coach of the Phoenix Suns back on June 6th. On Sunday, the Suns agree to a deal sending Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and several draft picks to the Wizard as they bring on Bradley Beal. Phoenix now has, what, five players under contract for next season. If Frank Vogel is in your office and he's asking for advice with a team that has a lot of offensive star power, but not a lot of depth. His first year with an owner that clearly has high expectations to win now. What are you saying to Frank Vogel? Frank, you just basically, you might think you're the head head basketball coach at the Phoenix Suns, but basically you're back at Wildwood Catholic where you started, right down the road from me here, because you're going to have to develop talent. You've got five guys that are getting paid a lot of money, and they're going to be the core component of your team. But you've got to become a high school coach, and you've got to find young players to develop them. And you've got to have your best year of player development that you've ever had. And you can't complain about it. There does you no good at all to complain about the lack of depth or the lack of experience or the lack of talent in your second unit. It's your job to develop them. And you've got to spend time in, in the summer with the summer leagues when it goes to Vegas. And then in August and September of really focusing on the strengths and weaknesses of the players you bring in. They're not going to be what you want. But you're going to have to find the right role players that complement the five that you have on the team. And then you've got to work their tail off. And then you've got to sit there and say, we may not be perfect in November, but we're going to be a hell of a lot better in March. And take that Miami Heat approach with you. Because this is really going to be about how you develop talent, not how you coach Kevin Durant, not how you coach Devin Booker. This is going to be about how do you develop talent and how do you get the best out of those other guys. Because the way this cap is set up, they're all going to be minimum contract players. And you're going to have to take your skill as a developer and model that into this team. That's going to be the biggest challenge. Such a stark contrast from a team like the Denver Nuggets, who we just saw win an NBA title that like was patient and grew a team and drafted well. And, uh, you know, you look at the moves that they made were supplemental moves, like bringing in a Bruce Brown, for example. So very, very different strategy that the Suns are imploring here, plus 350 in the Western Conference. Second shortest shot to um, have that Western Conference win this year. We'll see how things ultimately play out. All right, let's go to Sean McDermott, back to the NFL. Last week, Bills had plenty of headlines as it pertained to wide receiver Stephon Diggs, skipped mini camp practice day one. Then McDermott comes out and says it was excused. He was back on the field day two. McDermott will also be calling defensive plays for the first time um, this season in his Bills tenure. Long-held desire that, Michael, I know you believe is what forced out Leslie Frazier. So I'm Sean McDermott. I'm coming to you. Michael, I know what it takes to be a head coach. I know what it's been like to be a play caller as well. But now I've got a lot of things going on in my head at once in a season that is pivotal for my team in the Buffalo Bills. Help me out. 
Well, I think the number one thing is, Sean, you've got to really handle your time well because if you're going to put the game, if you're going to call the game, you got to be involved with the game plan, and you got to feel comfortable that Ken Dorsey can handle the offense, and Danny Crossman can handle the special. You got to feel very comfortable with where you are as a football team, and if you're going to do that, there has to be a voice that comes through the entire team. You just can't be the defense coordinator. You have to be the head coach. And I think you also need to explain to your team why you wanted to take over the play caller, why you feel like you're better at this than Leslie Frazier is. They owe that. You owe them that because you replaced a coach that was very popular on your staff, and they need to know the reasons why you're doing that. And they got to come to you with those problems. I think it should be full disclosure. But I think the other thing you've got to be really good at is you've got to be able to understand how to manage the game on game day and how do you want to handle those situations and what you want to do to the best of your ability to give your team a chance to win. It isn't about what calls you make on defense. It's how all those calls affect the other two units of the game. So to me, that's going to be critical. The other thing, you got to stay healthy. I mean, one thing about Buffalo, they've got a lot of older guys on defense. If you're not as healthy, you're coaching the defense. you got to be able to develop some talent. A lot on the tightrope for this balancing act and head coach Sean McDermott going into 2023 for Buffalo. We got to take a quick time out here, but when we return, we'll continue our NFL conversation, breaking down some of these headlines with Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check out the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see those changes in action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to make you a more informed, better year-round. You can check out those splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back. To the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bonantoni. 
with you. Excited to continue all of our NFL offseason talk with Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer, the MMQB senior NFL writer and lead content strategist. Albert, you're one of those people that I always <laughs> wonder, like, when do you eat? When do you sleep? When do you just chill out? Because <laughs> every time I look up, you've got a new article or you're doing another spot. How are you? Thank you for taking some time with us. I'm, I'm good, Stormy. I've got about a week left. And, I, you know, as Michael knows, this is a, it's about time for all of us to, to wind down for a few weeks before things really get fired up. So I'm getting close to where I'll disappear where you can't find me for a little while. Well, well-deserved yeah, that, you get some of that break. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's true. So before you go on that break, you know, there's a lot of speculation about Hopkins and New England. Mm-hmm. And you're wired within that organization. Give me the percentages of what you think Hopkins actually signing a huge contract with the Patriots are. I mean, I don't know how huge the contract's going to be, Michael. I think a big part of the last three months really has been Hopkins reckoning with his own value. Um, You know, if you go back to before the draft, you know, both Buffalo and and Kansas City, I think we're at a place with Arizona where they would have done the the draft pick compensation. The question was the contract. And they had kind of gone down the line with him on the contract, too. And the Odell Beckham um, deal getting done during draft week really blew things up on both teams. And, you know, I, I, I think that a big piece of this is going to be when Hopkins gets to the point where he's willing to take a little less than, um, you know, he had originally imagined he'd get. And being able to maybe being willing to take a little bit less than Beckham got. Um, I think New England's got a good shot at him, though. Like, I, from what I understand, he's been intrigued with the idea of, of playing for Belichick. The visit went well last week. Um, he had one-on-one time with Bill. What I keep hearing from that organization is that um, he's going to have to do this deal on Bill's terms. And, you know, so that's going to mean monetarily. It might mean, you know, working up out something where there's a real practice plan that he's going to have to stick to because, as you know, the guy doesn't practice um, as much and has to be managed physically, similar to the way Julio had to be managed, um, you know, towards the end of his time in Atlanta. Um, but I think they were able to work some of that stuff out last week. And, um, you know, I, I, I think now it sort of comes down to how long Hopkins wants to wait. Um, I certainly think there's a, an idea out there that if he waits closer to training camp, maybe a few different things might open up as teams get back in their building and buildings and, and review, you know, how the spring went and where they are at the receiver position. Well, and two, because of like the podcast he did where he laid out a number of the different requirements, so to speak, that he has in looking for the next team that, that he goes up to, there are other teams that have been like the Buffalo Bills, for example, mm-hmm. that have been brought up a number of times. Where do you think that the money and the opportunity ultimately could fit the best, whether it's New England or yeah. otherwise? Well, I, I think Buffalo, the problem with Buffalo right now, uh, you know, I, I know one of their concerns in the beginning was there's only one ball and we have to get it to Stefan Diggs quite <laughs> a bit. And I would say if that was a concern in April after what happened last week, it would be even more of a concern now. They got a lot of mouths to feed, you know, and it's it's not just Stefan Diggs. It's how does D- Dalton Kincaid fit into their offense? What role does Dawson Knox play around that? They got Gabe Davis going into a contract year. So I think beyond just the money, um, there's that question of how do we bring in a guy who's a volume guy in Hopkins and keep Diggs happy? Um, I think with Kansas City, it's going to be a little bit more based on where their second round pick is, Rashi Rice, and how they look at that coming out of the spring. Um, you know, I know that a big piece of it for them going into draft week, as they were pursuing Hopkins was, well, we need to come out of this with at least one more body at receiver. And when the Hopkins thing fell through, they gave the money that 
um, that they were going to give to Hopkins to Donovan Smith, the left tackle. You could argue that was a bigger need for them at the time. And they filled the receiver need in the second round there with Rasheed Rice. Um, so now the question becomes, how do they feel about Rice after having him in the building for six weeks through the spring? And can they get a Chris Jones extension done? If they get a Chris Jones extension done, maybe some money's freed up. And then they can look at it and say, are we comfortable with where Rice is or do we want to add Hopkins? So I think that that's sort of the scenario you could see where maybe, you know, one of those teams has something open up for Hopkins. But as of right now, it's the Titans and the Patriots. And um, and I think the Patriots, again, like the idea of it. I think Hopkins likes, you know, the idea of playing for Belichick. And and Hopkins also has a very close relationship with Mike Vrabel, which is a big piece of why Tennessee is interested in him. Yeah. How about Dalvin Cook? I mean, you know, to me, it seems like he his agent is telling people he's got a nine million dollar market. Where do you think he ends up? And do you think he gets nine million? You know, you know, what's interesting, Michael, is like I, I think, you know, it's it's sort of like, you know, what goes to where the running backs have been in general and sort of where Josh Jacobs wants to be and where Saquon Barkley wants to be. And I, I think these guys look around and they see guys at other skill positions. And they feel shortchanged, and rightfully so. You know what I mean? Like, those guys are good players. They're as good as players at receiver who are getting a lot more than they are. Um, bottom line is, the value is what the value is. You know, and if you look at the guys, even the very top of the market, uh, you know, those guys were getting $6 million a year. The David Montgomery's, the, um, you know, the, the Miles Sanders, those guys at the top of the free agent market were getting $6 million a year. So, you know, I, I think that's part of the reason why, you know, he's gone from Minnesota now, like the Vikings were willing to bring him back, but, but at, a, at, at not at the rate that he was on the books for on his old contract. And, um, you know, I think, you know, it's, it, we're at a point in the calendar where the, the cash and cap budgets have been spent. The one team I keep an eye on is Miami, because Miami nearly had a deal done with him back in March. Now, there were some things legally that I think scared the Dolphins off a little bit at that point. Um, but you know, would they circle back? Maybe they were looking to add an explosive element to their offense. Um, this ties back again to another rookie where, you know, they, they draft Devon, Devon, a chain out of, out of Texas A&M, who's very explosive. Um, they're on day two of the draft. How do they feel about him after having him in the building for six weeks? Do they feel like they have to double back to add an explosive element to their run game and a guy can catch the ball out of the backfield? That's my question. Um, but I'd be surprised if he got nine million. I could see him making what Miles Sanders or um, or or uh, or David Montgomery made. It's just hard to see him making a whole lot more based on where the market's been. Here with Sports Illustrated NFL senior writer Albert Breer joining us on the Lombardi line here with Beeson the Sports Betting Network. Let's stick with the running back position. Saquon Barkley and the Giants reportedly both, you know, not panicking uh, in terms of getting a deal done between the two parties. But the deadline mm-hmm. for that franchise tag. Um, to get signed is July 17th. We're less than a month now away. What's your understanding of how those talks have gone from both sides? Well, if you look at the history of these things, um, Stormy, it's usually right before the deadline that these deals get done. You know, a lot of times it takes the de- the, the deadline to get a deal done. Um, and I, I think the, the Giants have put something that's more than fair in front of Saquon Barkley that would represent a deal that'd be at the top of the market, you know, something with inflation, you know, like what, you know, Joe Mixon got from Cincinnati or Nick Chubb got from Cleveland. And, you know, ultimately, I, I think it's it's easy to stand here in the middle of June and say, well, that's not, you know, that 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 that's not up to what I'm worth. I mean, more to the team than that. 
I think it's a lot harder to say no to it when it's the middle of July and you know you're going to put another year of wear and tear on your body. Um, and, you know, after that, be through six years and expect that there be a robust market out there for you. So it's unfortunate because you know, Saquon Barkley's done a lot of things right. He survived a lot of injuries. He's, a, by all accounts, a really good guy. And he was such a focal point of what they were offensively last year. Really helped them get more out of Daniel Jones. I just think at some point, you know, logic has to play in here where the Giants are putting something based on the market that's pretty fair to Saquon. And I think Saquon's got to, you know, take some good reason into this and say, you know, I've got five years of, of, of mileage on my legs. I've got a lot of injury history in my background now. I need to just take the, the, the cash that's there because I don't know what's going to be there for me in 2024 after I put another, another year of mileage on my body. Albert, real quickly here, we only have about a minute left. What team do you think is going to be the surprise team that no one's really talking about that could really advance next year that has all the ingredients uh, from talking to people around the league? You know, it's like, Michael, the interesting thing is, like, it's so wide open in the NFC. The one team I'm just sort of, you know, kind of keeping an eye on is Seattle. Um, You know, I think internally they feel like, They've got a lot of the elements that they had, um, you know, uh, t- 10 years ago when the Shermans and the Thomases and the Chancellors and the Wagners and all those guys were coming up together. Um, you know, and the two young tackles they drafted last year and the running back and, and the two young corners they have out of last year's draft. And they feel really good about where they are coming out of this year's draft, you know, with, 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 with guys like Witherspoon coming into the fold and, um, and, and Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State. Like, I just, I, I look at it like there's a lot of good young talent that's sort of all coming together at once there. Gino's the variable. Can Gino do it again? If he can, I think that they'd be a very real contender in the NFC. Albert, thanks for doing this. Enjoy your offseason. Great job, Albert. Downtime. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Appreciate thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Binge watch all the TV shows, do all the things, go get a tan, and then we'll be back with training camp before you know it. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's always football season here at VSEN, which is why we're giving you our 2023 NFL betting guide early this year. It's coming out June 29th, and this guide is going to help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with all of the profiles for each and every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends plus best bets on season win totals, futures, and props. You can become a Visa Pro subscriber today for as low as $19. Reserve your copy of that guide. You can do so at vcin.com slash subscribe. One of the many great contributors to this year's NFL betting guide, VEASAN Zone NFL analyst Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver as well. And this is great because we get the player and the GM perspective this segment today. Pritch, welcome in. How are you? Stormy, Michael, I am fantastic. Great to be with you today. Good. Happy to have you with us as well. And a big topic that we've covered throughout the show today, um, as well as last segment when Albert Breer joined us, was, okay, we're in this time period now where there's not a lot going on, but there are still so many questions ahead of training camp and ahead of week one of the NFL season, including another top big-name wide receiver in the league in DeAndre Hopkins. We're also trying to figure out where Dalvin Cook's landing spot will be Kareem Hunt. Zeke, is he going to go back to Dallas? Which free agents are you keeping your eye on most? And are there any of those players that are available right now that you really think could be a fit somewhere specific? 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Stormy, because, you know, from a betting standpoint, uh, I like to follow the teams that have their ducks in a row and not have question marks entering <laughs> into training camp because they're going to hit the ground running, right? Um, but the teams that do have question marks, I mean, they're significant questions. And so specifically, um, we're, I mean, from a free agent standpoint, you know, here's where we are. I mean, the free agents are, are, are either older and expensive uh, and became a business decision. Uh, and then you have the Quinn and Williams that are, you know, franchise players and, and things like that, or, or the Chris Jones and, you know, guys that are, are pillars of an organization and really going to help out the team. So um, I'll look at the, the Quinn and Williams situation with the Jets and, okay, they're going to get something done right there. Uh, it, it's necessary for them to get something done. And I believe they will. Uh, and the same thing with, uh, with Jones out there in Kansas City. I mean, these teams are, they, they have everything riding on these pivotal players. Uh, you know, D-Hop, uh, he's one of those guys that has become a business decision. Uh, and so he goes from uh, being a cast off or, or, or too expensive for one club to now, can he fit under a salary cap situation or, or is he a fit with the organization, that kind of thing. Uh, and it's limited. Uh, same thing with Zeke. Uh, so I, I don't know if they're looking, I'm not looking for those two players to make an immediate impact, uh, depending on the situation, but could they fill a role? Uh, could they have a fit? Uh, and could they round out a roster? Uh, absolutely. I think both of those players are capable of doing that. Yeah. You know, Mike talked about Hopkins from your perspective. Uh, obviously there's a money situation, which we, you know, that's, that's separate, but from a scheme situation, you watched him play. Like, where do you think his the offense would be best suited for his skill set? You know, that's a great question, Michael, because I, from what I've seen and observed from uh, D-Hop now, um, I don't think he's a game breaker. I, I don't think he's that anymore. Is he a possession receiver? Yes, he's got excellent hands. And so what is a possession receiver? A guy uh, who can create some type of separation at times, certainly a guy underneath the uh, zone coverages. Uh, a reliable target, somebody you can throw the ball to in a critical situation. You know, that's DeAndre Hopkins at this point. But in terms of a game breaker or uh, a command attention player, open up other people within concepts of a route, I, I don't know if he's that anymore. So, uh, but is he reliable? Yeah, I, I think he's fully reliable. And that's why I have him on a, on a bad team or a team in which they're not as talented. Uh, he would be an okay number one, but on a team that has a ton of talent around him, uh, he would be a very supportive and a compliment uh, receiver number two, or even maybe a number three, which in turn turns into something fantastic, right, from a matchup standpoint. Uh, so it's going to be intriguing. I mean, I don't know if he's going to lower his number for the attraction of chasing a championship, or if he wants to be that expensive player, he's got to select uh, – uh, a couple of teams out there that's interested in him right now. I feel like he has to lower his mental number regardless of where he goes, though, at this point. Like, it's just, yeah. it's a tough situation for what he saw Odell Beckham Jr. get, which raises right. in your mind the feeling of your own value. And I keep on going back and forth with how I feel about him in New England specifically. Obviously, that's one of the spots that he went on a visit last week. Um, and from a reliability standpoint, the word you used, I think that would be great for a guy like Mac Jones, who's a young quarterback. He's had multiple coordinators just to have a guy that you can count on when you throw the ball his way that he's going to get it. But then you have the practice element and how will that work with a coach like Bill Belichick? I have so many questions about how that would fit in New England as well. What do you think about that landing spot specifically? 
Yeah, you know what, Stormy, I'll pile on, too. I mean, he's from South Carolina. He played in Houston. He played in Arizona, controlled environments. Now you're going to go up in New England (laughs) and try to catch the rock in, you know, in in October, November, December. So on top of the culture, right, on top of the demanding uh, nature that that culture has in place. And I I said this before. I mean, I think once you get up to New England uh, and I talked to a number of great players like like a Chad Brown, you know, Junior Seau, all these guys. And in terms of Gil going up there and it's just a, it's just different. Uh, right. And, and, you know, you certainly understand what that culture is all about more so than fighting it. Uh, and I don't know if D hop is ready to do that. I, I know on top of everything else, money contract and all that, you know, he, he has designs on making the hall of fame too. And, uh, is Mac Jones, that type of quarterback, uh, uh to me, it makes so much sense for him to lower his number, uh, and, and link up with, uh, with a Dak Prescott or, or Deshaun Watson, yeah. somebody like that, in which uh, uh, he could pre- pretty much help out and round out a roster that way. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, to me, like, uh, they have ins- – I, I think he's – you hit the nail on the head. I'm, I'm glad I asked the question the way you answered it, Mike, because I think he's an inside slot receiver now at this time. Mm-hmm. He needs to push off. He always has. And he's not going to take the top off. And so I think, you know, he's going to convert third downs. He's going to convert first downs. And so – Getting in the right situation is really critical. But I think as you can speak on, at, at this point, in your, when you know this is your last contract, you, you tend to want to hold a harder line when it comes to contracts. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because, you know, going through not as similar, but, you know, you get older and, and you wonder what a new coaching staff is going to think about you and you have to impress them. and. Uh, luckily for me, uh, I had the opportunity to impress, you know, Mike Holmgren and a new staff. And, and so I got a new contract. Right. And um, but for D hop, uh, you know, he just got cast off from a horrible, horrible franchise. Uh, and and now, you know, I don't know what the perception is out there about him. He's coming off a of PED. Uh, he, I, I think the perception of him no longer being a game breaker uh, is is prevalent out there. And uh, and I just wonder from his own uh, standpoint from his own perspective, can he humble himself to understand, okay, look, I'm no longer that player. I'm no, no longer looked upon as that player. Uh, and I got to find that right fit. Like Stormy has been talking about. And I, at this point, I don't know where that is. If it's new England, I don't think it's Tennessee, uh, to me, lowering his number or his demand makes all the sense in the world if he wants to chase that championship and help his legacy that way. Well, from an an aging superstar who has gotten paid in the past to some young elite players that are looking to get paid, we have a couple extension-eligible quarterbacks in Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Um, Who do you think gets the deal done first, and and does it matter if they're both done this offseason and setting up for the future in both L.A. and Cincinnati? Yeah, you know, the the longer they wait, I, I think the more tricky and expensive it gets because I, it, there's got to be a number out there. You know, maybe each other, each other's camp, they're waiting for the other number to drop first. I, I don't know. I mean, negotiations are, are fascinating. But both of these quarterbacks are franchise quarterbacks. We know that. And both of these quarterbacks have leverage uh, for the next big deal. Uh, it's just, what does that look like? I mean, I would lean towards Joe Burrow more so than Herbert just because of the history of the Spanos family uh, in the Chargers franchise. But, uh, yeah, I I would lean more towards Joe Burrow getting something done first before Herbert. Yeah, I I kind of agree with that, Mike. I mean, it's, you know, uh, 
I, I got to believe Herbert's going to get it done. I mean, the Spanos family is knows they got to pay the quarterback, and they've always mm-hmm. seemed to. I mean, they paid Rivers when they had to pay Rivers, and certainly, you know that that came. To, they paid Ladanian when they had to pay Ladanian. So I think they will. But I agree. I think Mike Brown is more in, in acutely aware. Plus, I think Joe Burrow wants a deal that gives him an opportunity to keep the good players around him because they got to sign Chase too. Right. Right. Uh, and yeah, I mean, something similar to what Mahomes did. And uh, I, I don't know if that's in the cars or, or not, but uh, definitely Burrow seems like the player that would work with that franchise for sure. Pritch got a fun fact for you on the way out. Producer Elliot shared this with me last week. He asked, hey, Stormy, who do you think has the highest percentage of handle to win the Pac-12 championship? You take a guess who it is, Pritch. Oh, I already know who it is. I already know who it is. Oh, I know it's, it's my CU Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> what in the, people the are wild i tell you it's what, all perception it is it's an example of perception <laughs> driving the market right pritch yeah attention perception being on youtube each and every day absolutely but i will say this whole game is not out of the question oh my. <laughs> so, win total three and, and a half would, yeah <laughs> awesome stuff pritch thanks for doing this Thanks, Bridge. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you very much. A former national champion with those Buffaloes. See if they can start the rebuild on a high note with Coach Prime. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel room at over 20 MGM Resorts properties 
located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to please play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wrapping things up here on the Lombardi line. Stormy Tony live from Las Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino. Michael holding it down at his office on the East yeah. Coast as we welcome you back. How's the weather over there, by the way, right now? Is it oh, beautiful? Stormy, yesterday was an incredible beach day. I think it's another beach day <sighs> today. It's starting to get hot. So this is really the great time of the year. We'll have three good months of weather. So It'll, it's not as hot as Vegas, but it'll be the beach is nice with some ocean breezes and the water's temperature in the water and the ocean gets a little warmer. So it'll be good. I, I, this is an interesting week, you know, in, in sports because the NBA, you know, I know they have these crazy rules about, you know, they can't do anything till July 1st. But there's so much that happens behind the scenes mm-hmm. now. And I was just researching Twitter and. McAfee had Shams on and talking about the NBA and the Chris Paul deal, which we talked about, but also Zion Williamson, you know, Femi and I were talking about where's he going to end up. Right. And then Bill Simmons had uh, a little tweet out saying that he reliably reported to him by Thursday, Zion will be on a new team. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's interesting. And we heard some rumors over the past week or so that that could be the way things play out with Zion because he's been so limited and like unavailable on the court, you wonder from the New Orleans side of things, if you're like, okay, maybe we just need to cut bait on our young star because we don't have the belief or expectation that he's going to work out for us long-term. And because he's still so young and the potential thought of potential is still so high with Zion Williamson, you can get some more in return for him. So I totally get it from the New Orleans side of things. It's just unfortunate for a guy who we thought could be like a legitimate historic player in this league. Yeah, I mean, look, he's played 114 games. He's been, you know, he missed an entire season. Last year, you know, he had a hamstring that kept him out for six months. So, you know, yes, he's got this great potential, but we also know he's got this great weight problem and he's got this inability to stay durable on the court. He makes a difference, but I got to believe that knowing the mindset of teams, especially when his new contract kicks in, is how – do you put up with this? Like, how do you tolerate this? Like, this is frustrating because reliability and durability are as important as anything, as as talent. So, to me, I, I would not be surprised. I think this new CBA, Stormy, is going to create a lot of movement mm-hmm. on draft day in terms of veterans and who wants to unload. Because, again, this is about these three, like Philadelphia, for example, if they re-sign Harden, to a huge contract with Tobias Harris, a huge contract in a beat. I mean, that leaves you very limited on what you're going to do. And what does Houston do? Do they bring Harden back or does Harden, you know, what are the, is this Harden all about leverage? So I, I think this is a fascinating week in the NBA because so much happens behind the scenes right now. Mm-hmm. And the draft, obviously, upcoming right around the corner. Victor Wembanyama, the 
going to officially be a San Antonio square. I still think that's one of the funniest things ever at the draft lottery when Brian Winhorse is out there in France talking to Victor Wembanyama, already asking him how it feels and what the San Antonio Spurs are getting in him, although he hasn't actually been selected yet. But then the big question mark now, and we've seen the odds movement reflected, is who's going to go number two, whether it's Scoot Henderson or Brandon uh, Miller from Alabama, and how the trades can affect maybe how those early picks are going to play out. So a fun time in the NBA, I think. Yeah, or, or the hats. How about the guy puts a hat <laughs> on and he's not even on the team? I mean, like, I don't get that. Like, can we just have the hat? Like, like give him the hat that he's going to. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's, it's a fun time for sure. Uh, let's wrap things up here back in the NFL, yes. Michael, because with this time of year in the NFL as well, DraftKings now is able to continually put up more and more unique and different markets. And while we talked a lot from a division standpoint about teams that could go potentially from worst to first, now there is a league-wide market on who's going to be the most improved team when it comes to the most wins tacked on from what they were at last year. So the Bears, who were a 3-14 and 14 oh, yeah, team, you knew that. the favorite, of course, to tack on the most wins um, up from that three-win season. They have some high expectations, although not from you specifically. <laughs> but, but if you, like, odds aside, if you were just thinking in your mind, there's one team in the NFL from last year to this year I think is really going to have a legitimate leap. Who comes to mind first? Denver. I mean, Denver, it's, it's, it has to be. Denver was a talented team. Understand the quarter. He took a lot of blame from people. But once again, we talked about, you know, if they manage the quarterback, can they take something up? Denver was poorly coached. I mean, it's just fact. They weren't ready for training camp. They didn't, weren't coordinated offense, defense. They lost games in game management situations. I mean, at 425, I mean, they're going to increase that five-win total. I think they can be one of the most improved teams. It's you know, the Jets go from 10 and 7 and 10 to 10 and 7. Would that classify? I doubt it. A three-game change, but I certainly think I certainly think that. And look, if Anthony, if you believe Anthony Richardson is the real deal, and you think he can come in and play as a rookie, don't count me on that side. But if you do, then, you know, for that this Colt team, which beat the Kansas City Chiefs in week four or three of the season, they should improve all four wins. Yeah, the Colts from 4-12-1 a year ago, they're 8-1 to one to be the most improved team this year. The Broncos, who you mentioned, plus 425 to move up. The thing that is tough about the Broncos, I just think, is the AFC in general is so tough. Um, But from five wins a year ago, you have to expect a dramatic improvement this year, especially if Russell Wilson just plays half as good as we've seen him play in the past historically. Uh, What about the Saints sitting there, um, seven and ten? Like, I think any of those teams in the NFC South, because they were all seven, eight-win teams, could could bump up a a significant chunk as well. Maybe even the Cleveland Browns. Any other teams that stand out to you? Well, I think the Browns, look, you know, the Browns are, we talked about this on the pod. I mean, the Browns are a more talented team than Pittsburgh. Just Pittsburgh's a better coach team. With with Tomlin's leadership, his his ability to get the players to play above themselves. And, you know, and the Browns right now, to me, are I, I think they're being discounted extremely low. Mm-hmm. The perception of Deshaun Watson is at an all-time low. And I think you can buy good value on them. They've got a good defense. I think Jim Schwartz has been a good addition to their defensive coaching staff. I think he'll make them play a style. They'll stop the run. The one thing about Schwartz's defense is they always make you one-dimensional. It's hard to run the ball on a, on a good uh, on a good Schwartz defense the way he plays those wide nine techniques and does that. So for me, 
I think they have it. And if Watson plays, again, half as good, if Russell Wilson plays half as good as they have in mm-hmm. the past, I think they can make a huge leap up, you know. I mean, look, the Raiders are 6 and – what are they, 6-11 and 11 at, at mm-hmm. 40 to 1? I mean, the Raiders, how many games were they in last year? And they had nobody on defense that was any good. I mean, other than Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, you know, it's hard to see guys that were playing good defensively. Then they had a bunch of injuries. I think they'll be a better team. Do I think they'll win – 12 games? No, I don't. Do I? But I think Garoppolo is going to make a huge difference on their team. Yeah, and from a betting standpoint, like you can see on the odds board, the teams that are the shorter shots to improve the most did have lower win totals last year, right? So it's hard to say that a team that had 9, 10 wins is going to improve dramatically from a year ago. And then you, I, I laugh looking at the Rams who were 5 and 12 last year, and there's they're like down there at 18 to one because the expectation is like them and the Cardinals both like longer double digit odds here just because the expectation is that they're not going to be able to improve very much with what they have on the field this year. I mean, if, if Sean McVay comes out and wins nine games with this team the way he is, I mean, the, really the Rams and the Phoenix Suns are very similar. The, after the Bradley Beal trade and the Rams are very similar. The Rams have four or five really good players, assuming Stafford's one of them, and I'm not sure you can assume that. And then they have no depth. Then they're all on minimum contracts. Well, that's the same thing with the Phoenix Suns, right? Yeah. They've got four, three really good players. I don't know if you can count Aiton in there. And they got Cam Johnson, who's a good player. So, I, I, you know, like there's no depth. And we know this in football, 17 games is a wear and tear. You need depth. In basketball, 82 games, you need depth. So it's hard to. But if McVay turns this thing around, to me, I, I think that's one of it will be his finest. If he wins seven games with this team, I think that goes down as his best coaching job ever. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be stunned to see the Rams have success this year. I just – I don't see it. And going back to what you said about the Suns, I'm going to – it'll be interesting going into next year. I just think it was a bad move. You need role players. You need support. You need uh, – Yep. I understand where Matt Ishby is coming from, trying to make a splash. His first year of ownership. He wants to go all in. Uh, I just don't think it's going to work out. That's a wrap for today. they never try to make a splash in their regular business. They only do it in sports. They, they're more conservative <laughs> in the regular, but they, they're practical. You're not wrong, Michael. We're calling it a day. VEASAN Best Bets coming up. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.